Howdy, howdy. Hello. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe real-life paranormal events to determine for the questionable benefit of humanity as to whether these events really were paranormal at all. Paranormal. I'm hosting this week, and my name is Kev. We take it in turns to host on this show, and alongside me today, as always, is Mr. Granville Moonwalker. Hello. This week, we have a listener suggestion suggested by Kate Bradley over on the Patreon.com. Kate, or Bradders, as they don't like to be known, was curious as to what we'd make of today's topic. So I've taken that topic... And I've given it a little sprinkling of probe dust. If I'm honest, I've gone absolutely down the rabbit hole. We start off with a question. Legitimately, if we detect aliens in the galaxy from here on Earth, how will we do it? Do you want a serious answer? No. Never, sir. (laughs) Ever. That's all you got, isn't it? You know, every now and again, you get that tingle in your left testicle. No. That's how. Actually, I don't know, and you should probably get that checked out. Is that why you walk with a limp? It's aliens. (laughs) There was an article in June 2020, which Kate first signposted me to on Sky News, but which I've also found reported on many other platforms too, which inadvertently begun to answer that question following research produced by the University of Glasgow. There's been a theory around since 1969, originally proposed by British physicist Roger Penrose, proposing that if there was an extremely advanced civilization, they may use black holes to generate energy now. This is very much easier said than done, for it would involve lowering into the outer layer of a black hole's event horizon, the ergosphere, from which nothing can return and where objects acquire negative energy. Penrose's theory was that if you slice this object in two, half would fall into the black hole, but the other half would recoil back out. This would utilise the object's now negative energy, but therein lies the beauty of the theory. Removing negative energy results in positive energy, taken from the rotation of the black hole, masses of energy. This is currently way beyond anything humans can accomplish, but if we could just complete a comparative experiment to test the concept, this may tell us what to look for in space. Science! I watched a documentary on black holes about three weeks ago. You did? Yep. I was having a day. It was a Sunday. I had nothing to do. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to pour me a whiskey. I'm going to watch a documentary. (laughs) I watched a documentary on black holes. Wow. And it sent me down a rabbit hole. (laughs) And uh, I just started posting random questions on my Instagram for the rest of the night about black holes. Can you give us an example? I can. If you were to be within a black hole, would you be both alive and dead at the same time? E.g. Schrodinger's cat. To people observing you, yes. Because science. Also. (laughs) That's my reasoning. (laughs) Is a black hole 
a portal? I hmm, I don't want to get into today's topic too hard. At this point, I'm going to say no so that I can shock you later. I What was one of the other ones? It I expels radiation, Hawking radiation, in fact. So um, I think on the documentary I watched, they explained how a black hole is like a vortex and light cannot escape from a black hole or yep. objects cannot escape from a black hole. Yet. Now, if that is true, is it because once in, that power of the vortex is too powerful? Therefore, they are sucked through to the other side, a la portal. <laughs> <laughs> That's why nothing can escape because it cannot get back up the vortex. They're sucked off into the portal. Pretty much. Therefore, anything that goes into a black hole comes out the other end. So into a like a parallel dimension. How do you account for Hawking radiation within that theory? And it's not disappearing because that it's energy simply closing is coming out through radiation. Maybe that's just what's given off. The same way we kind of run and sweat and everything is heat is given off through us. Maybe that's that Maybe. is black hole sweat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe everything is condensed down so 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 very much so 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 very much that it slips through the strings of our universe and into another Allah going for a portal portals baby portals baby cake is a lie there was something else i was gonna well, mention, i was, I was gonna mention but... something as well you said you were having a day are you not having a day every day not that type of day it was a me day I don't have those very day, often. An important day to take, folks. Make sure you take yourself a me day. I work too bloody much. Questionable. <laughs> you complain about working too much. <laughs> I don't so, What was your other thought? I can't remember it. Wow. It's going to come back to you as soon as I go on to the next bit, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So on that note, two years. Whiskey. That's <laughs> no, no idea. Two years after Penrose's original theory, physicist Yakov Zeldovic suggested that we could prove the theory using light waves, but this was still near on impossible. Those University of Glasgow researchers, however, adapted that idea into an experiment to utilise sound waves rather than light waves. Their research was published in the journal Nature Physics. A ring of speakers were utilised to create a twist in sound waves, just as how twisting light waves was proposed, firing the waves towards a spinning surface. Microphones were put behind the sound-absorbing surface to record the Doppler-shifted waves. This showed that yeah. with a surface rotating fast enough, sound frequency can switch from positive to negative whilst taking energy from that rotating surface. This enables the sound to become louder than it was originally when coming from the speakers. The waves take energy from the spinning surface. With this now proven, the theory of taking energy from a black hole is sound. I'll link to the Glasgow University YouTube video explaining this in the episode notes because if you haven't heard this before, the diagrams can really help. If everything is energy. Yes. Is it though? Everything in the universe is some form of energy. But is it though? It doesn't disappear, right? It simply changes form. But is it though? I'm just wondering, could we harness 
energy ourselves well that's again that's kind of where i'm going <laughs> because if we could could throw fireballs baby Hadouken. i'm a wizard biatch pow when we i say we i don't but when people meditate you do is that them drawing in the energy, energy of the universe. Yeah. Maybe that's how they become stronger and turn Super Saiyan. Now you're going to meditate, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Every day, Biatch. <laughs> I just dropped an anime, aka anime reference. <laughs> Gravel's eyes lit up. You never drop an anime reference. <sighs> I am proud of you. <laughs> I've graduated onto a level four. You've got a long way to go, noob. There would be six sources of energy to siphon from a black hole. Hawking radiation. Theoretical radiation released by the black hole that's now proven, honestly. Radiation jets. Particles emitted from the black hole at near the speed of light. The accretion disk. A disk of material that orbits around a black hole. The cosmic microwave background. Electromagnetic radiation left over from the Big Bang. Bondi accretion, the spherical accretion of ionised gas around an object, and Corona, a bright region of white light above a black hole that forms from hot gas particles. Building around a black hole would take a planet's worth of material though, and that's without even mentioning the challenges of using materials that aren't disturbed by debris, radiation and extreme heat. So before getting to black holes, it's possible that civilizations may first focus on stars. Still tough, but possibly slightly easier than a black hole. A Dyson Sphere is a megastructure encompassing a body to harness its energy. This idea was put forward to explain how an advanced civilization may meet their energy requirements because as population and technology grow, one day the needs will outbalance the amount of energy available on a planet. Freeman Dyson, Freeman, Freeman Dyson took this science fiction idea and turned it into science fact as he proposed that transforming solar energy into usable energy creates waste heat in the mid-infrared spectrum. Stars with an excess infrared signal would therefore be a target in our search for life. The more energy that a civilization is able to use, supposedly the more advanced they will be on what is called the Kardashev scale. Earth isn't quite advanced enough to hit point one on this scale yet. The Dyson Spheres themselves could take several forms, including a full shell around a star, a swarm of solar panel-esque satellites, or the Dyson Bubble, which is basically a bubble of swarms. I think you'll find that's a Hoover. <laughs> Hoover's going around black holes, <laughs> sucking it off. I'm hitting you with a lot of science you today, really because I'm laying some heavy foundations. I'm a lot of groundwork. I'm just trying to remember the names of the black, the nearest black hole to us. I, I'm not going to remember it. I think one of them's MB something. There's oh, one. I was going to go for Sagittarius A, but you might be right actually. I might be thinking of the one that's further away because there's one Sagittarius B. I think which is <laughs> 27 million light years away. 
which would be the you've one been you watching mentioned. that documentary heavily <laughs> oh i literally sat there glued i do love science documentaries and then i think the other one was would take over a hundred million light years to get to like it's are you referring away. to the the supermassive one at the center of our galaxy or are you talking about a little one nearby the m- huge one the massive one it's called the gray beard no <laughs> your black hole is massive <laughs> shit <laughs> i did not think that statement through <laughs> sucks in everything around it like a hoover son the dyson gray beard <laughs> extra powerful don't get too close kids henry ain't got nothing on me <laughs> Do they have Henry uh, Hoovers in other countries? I have no idea. So these advanced civilizations. Yeah. Um, do you think it's them learning how to harness this energy in forms of themselves or Sorry, a machine? Hmm. Oh, that's a hard question. You could argue both, really, couldn't you? Because I'm assuming more machine. So, like, when you generally watch movies and stuff about advanced civilizations, they have some kind of well, beacon or structures or something like that that are harnessing powers rather than them harnessing them through themselves. Oh, sorry. I think I misinterpreted your question. I thought you were talking about whether the civilization itself was, like, AI or... Oh, no. Biological. Yeah. Biological, but So, the structure would they be robotic. Power. Robotic, I don't Mechanical. Mechanical. Structure. It wouldn't be civilization evolving to a point where they start floating around a black hole, <laughs> spaghettified. No, I just meant the fact that they're able to use energy, therefore become more advanced. Suck it up through their big black holes. Right. So that would make you advanced, you say. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to say you're advanced. <laughs> so, so clearly not advanced <laughs> by this concept. <laughs> Categorical evidence of me being the complete opposite advanced. Yeah, I suck it all up. <laughs> so you did, is it less than one we would be on the scale? Yes. So as unadvanced as you can get, pretty much. So do you think that we're next to a bit of mould? Other civilizations are pretty much keeping an eye on. I wouldn't go potentially I wouldn't even some say, of them. I wouldn't even say keeping an eye if we're that low on the scale. They're probably just like, it's even well, like an they ant might farm. not be aware of us because we're so insignificant we're not creating any real sign of like ourselves signatures. in space or yeah giving off energy enough power signature. you gotta think if you're taking in these sorts of energies we're probably like way below their radar unless we are appears but I, I had a thought on this bit what if as you get more advanced you actually get smaller because that would use less energy so surely the more advanced you get, the more economic you would get Ergo, at some point. If you keep evolving to get bigger and bigger, at some point you're going to get wiped out. If you what get if smaller and smaller, to, you're a survivor. What if you're able to change shape? Manipulate, then you're getting into manip- Pokemon territory there. Manipulate the energy and around you to change your form. Evolve. No, because you could just change it backwards and forwards. Let's say you have a base state of being five foot one, so a grey beard, and then um, 
if when need be you can become seven foot two and mega grey beard <laughs> it's mega beard uh, I was trying to think of that Pokemon that does change shape the name is ditto. just ditto <laughs> uh, I was trying to think I just kept on thinking Doug 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 Trio Anyway, moving on. In addition to Dyson spheres, spacefaring civilizations will need an efficient method of travel. Radiation admitted from black hole emitted from black holes could be used at a smaller scale to generate power on moving vessels. So you get around. <laughs> Ass jets. Kansas State University mathematician. My gosh, here we go. Mathematician. Dr. Louis Crane suggested in 2019 that surveys using gamma telescopes could find evidence of crafts powered by artificial black holes. Graybeard's hole. This was a follow-up to her co-authored 2009 paper, Are Black Hole Spacecraft Possible? The paper determined that a black hole engine was on the edges of possibility, but that quantum gravity could be an issue. It's worth noting that unless a form of travel breaking our understanding of the laws of physics is developed, this may be the only feasible method of swift long distance travel. Gamma rays, a form of electromagnetic radiation, would likely be spl spilt over from any gamma ray laser devices used in this type of technology. Astronomers have identified several gamma ray signals in nearby galaxies. Fast radio bursts have at times been seen to accompany gamma rays, and fast radio bursts were discovered around 2020 within a bunch of old stars in our neighbouring spiral galaxy M81, to which the researchers stated is comparable to finding a smartphone embedded in Stonehenge. Fast radio bursts you see are associated with supernova and new stars, Science hasn't yet been able to definitively explain what these are, and this is testing our understanding of how magnetars, extremely powerful magnetic neutron stars, form. For example, whether it's possible a white dwarf accreted mass and collapsed, or whether binary stars collided, forming a magnetar. Magnetar! Doo -doo -doo. Magma. <clears throat> more science but the key takeaway there is that we are detecting these potentially of... interesting signals mm. do you think you've you've thrown a lot of science at me yep on a day where my brain doesn't want to comprehend a lot of science <laughs> so this is this is my take so far yes these gamma rays Yes. That they're sensing Hulk bashing one out. <laughs> <laughs> the energy of that activity yeah. is enough to power a galaxy. Hulk smash. Hulk self smash. <laughs> um, right, so black stars and these ships powered by black stars. Have they been... No, they haven't been testing these, have they? How do they know that they're picking up ships powered by black star oh. energy? They don't know. They're theorising. But they know. 
we know. So they must... Uh, no, because if they're theorising, then they don't have a fucking clue. They're taking a pop, pop in the dark. They're factually theorising. I mean, if they know it's possible, let's just hope they don't... Uh, well, I mean, they're scientists. Of course they're going to try it, if they can. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be done in our lifetime. So, unfortunately, our children's children, or their children's children, run the risk of, unfortunately, being wiped out due to scientists being scientists. Being obsessed because, with whether they could, to not stop and think whether they should. Yes. Because if they try that, and let's say it backfires, they may create a black hole on Earth that just starts sucking in everything around it and completely forcing the Earth to collapse in on itself. You're getting into CERN territory there. Do you remember that episode? I do. I guess... Gone. Well, now we are going to hunt alien civilizations, son. Tabby's star, usually known by its official name... KIC 8462852 was being peekabooed by the Kepler telescope and on the 14th of October 2015, citizen scientists discovered unusual light fluctuations as if something was repeatedly passing this star. These fluctuations included a 22% dimming in brightness. One theory put forward suggested that with a lack of observed infrared light from the star, this could be caused by comets. Of course. Another theory is a Dyson Sphere. The dimming was regular enough to question whether it could be intergalactic bodies orbiting. Interplanetary collisions in the area creating debris has been ruled out due to a lack of warm dust grains. In 2017, a further study showed that there was wavelength-dependent dimming, which is consistent with dust, rather than a megastructure, as any object larger than dust particles is likely to block all wavelengths equally. It is acknowledged, though, that it would have to be an uneven ring of dust, and this too doesn't 100% fit the observed data. But no study has been able to fully explain the fluctuation. In 2019, it was discovered that Tabby's star is part of a binary system and a theory was put forward that the dimming is caused by parts of a former exomoon passing the star. Extraterrestrial activity remains an outside candidate with the SETI Institute not able to identify any radio signals in the area, but to reiterate, the star continues to dim and brighten and science has not yet been able to fully explain this I was going to ask if um, it's possible something is in its orbit it's possible and is literally just it's trapped in the orbit and circling I feel like I need a DeGrasse Tyson voice Tabby's star dimmed by 22% or a Cox Um, voice Tabby's star dimmed by 22% and it was all sparkly I mean, there's there's nothing to say that um, the dust would be even anyway, wouldn't there? Well, gravity tends to semi-even things out over time. Maybe the time hasn't 
arrived for it to be evened out. It's in process. <laughs> so you're shitting on it, basically, before I've even hit you with the hard stuff. I'm just shitting. coming up with other You're squatting over this episode, wiggling your cheeks and cranking out. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm prodding. Prodding the bear. Prodding with a turtle head. I was about to ask, this 22% dimming, dimming yep. is it even in terms of it's at the same time each day or a specific time frame? For example... So it was... <clears throat> it could be the orbit of something. It could be a slightly unusual orbit, yeah. Or is it at random speeds? Like one time it could take 10 minutes to do it, the next time it could take 30 minutes, the next time 2 hours 45. Or is it very much similar every 48 so hours the, this happens? Or they were suggesting like it's an uneven ring, which would suggest that it's not quite even. The, I mean, it could be uneven in terms of the dimming is uneven. Or is it uneven in terms of uh, uh, shape? Possibly shape. Um, I think I said there was wavelength dependent dimming. Mm. So I, I was thinking more shape. So if they're getting wavelengths from this thing, then at some point there is an uneven like wavelength coming through. I don't think you've researched this one enough to comment, really. <laughs> So if you think of sunshine shooting through a window and then you just put like a picture up against the window, the sunlight coming through would indicate that something's in front. Now, every time that goes round, is it that same? No. Okay. That's the unevenness then. So, so the it's picture a different... would be moving. Yeah. So it's different yeah. each time it comes round. It's just, all right. As far as the research suggested several months ago i mentioned seti and fast radio bursts earlier another way we may detect aliens is through their radio signals an article published on national geographic in december 2020 explains that an unexplained radio signal has been detected between april and may 2019 originating from the direction of a small red star roughly 4.2 light years away from our own sun called Proxima Centauri aka Alpha Centauri C. This is the closest star to our sun. At least two planets are known to orbit this star with a possible third found in February 2022. One of these planets is Earth-sized and in the habitable zone of this star. The research team suspected that this signal was somehow human in origin, though, and further analysis suggested that the signal came from Australia, possibly a computer or telephone creating interference. <laughs> oh, can you imagine when that like when signal they first comes, found yeah. it? Yeah, they were like, "Oh shit! What the? Fuck? We've got an alien TV signal!" They get all hyped. Everyone part like everyone comes into work. Like, they're checking everything yeah. they can. Everyone's like, this could be it. This is our time, guys. Mainstream news. Let's fucking do it. And then, like, they finally get the signal down. And they're like, it's coming through. It's coming through. This could be the first words. And it's like, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> G'day, mate. 
<laughs> I'd like a 12 inch margarita. Goddamn, Craig. <laughs> Bloody hell, Barry. <laughs> they're like, fuck. Everyone storms off. On August the 7th, 1996, President Bill Clinton announced to America and that the he world... he never had sexual relations with that woman. I think that was a little bit later, but... <laughs> he announced... Clinton announced to America and the world the unthinkable that he never... <laughs> that NASA may have found alien life. This Is that was, what he left on her face? This was... Oh, son... <laughs> This was only a month after Independence Day had been released in America and two days before the UK release. The Allen Hills meteorite had been discovered. This more than four billion year old meteorite had been ejected from Mars 16 million years ago during a meteor impact before landing in Antarctica around 11,000 before Common Era. It was picked up by meteor hunters in 1984. The meteorite contained a fossil of possible microbial life. Kabuto. The meteorite contained polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are organic molecules considered to be the starting blocks of life, along with carbonate globules, which are left by bacteria on Earth. A group from NASA's Johnson Space Center had approached Richard Zare's Stanford University lab in secret with this meteorite because at the time, NASA didn't allow this type of study and it was only after the organic molecules were discovered that the team revealed to Zare that the rock came from Mars. Some researchers have since identified that this doesn't have to have been created by microbial life as patterns from non-biological processes can resemble bacteria. Meanwhile, life originating on Earth after the meteorite landed was also identified on the meteorite, having been missed in the earlier study. A more recent study in Japan identified the presence of nitrogen-bearing organic material, suggesting that Mars, at least, may have had the building blocks of life. We can't be sure if this meteorite does or doesn't evidence microbial life on Mars, but whilst this generally isn't believed to be aliens today, the meteorite did change the field of astrobiology, encouraging the search for life beyond Earth. Thank you to Inverse.com for that information, dated July 2021, along with the American Museum of Natural History. What if this is where they got the idea for Kabuto and Ammonite? Uh? <laughs> the fossil Pokemon. Oh, I thought you were referencing an anime I'd never heard of. <laughs> Um, either way, when they first detected life, this had crash-landed in the Antarctica, so what's, who's to say that, like, I know it was missed before, but that could have just been bacteria. Well, that's what or... they said. You can't really confirm that, well, there was there was bacteria or whatever that did yeah. form on Earth, so who's to say life does some weird shit? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, f I found the timing just after Independence Day dropped particularly interesting. Indeed. Clinton wanted in on that wave. Aliens! <laughs> he was trying to uh, get himself away from another <laughs> scandal that was about... Oh, he, was, he knew a scandal was coming, so he wanted to 
change the topic. Change it, yeah. He was coming out with more and more outlandish <laughs> theories and comments every week to keep the attention off himself. So that when this came out that he had sexual relations with that woman. He did not. It, it would uh it wouldn't be that big of news because aliens. I hope she's doing well today. I think she is. Sold books and stuff like that. Because she was really young at the time, wasn't she, Bless? I mean, if the president asked you to... Well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's, that's a real abuse. <laughs> that's a real abuse of a position of power. Today, that would probably go down a lot worse than it... Did not then. that it wasn't a scandal back then, but... Uh, going back to radio signals... You didn't answer the question. Well, sorry, what was Kev the... Kev Wood. Kev Wood what? Would I suck the president's yeah. dick? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what, what do I get from it? Other than aliens on my face. <laughs> trying to remember the uh, Team America quote there. Now suck my cock. Yeah. Where he goes, it's not about sucking the cock, Gary. <laughs> it's about trust. <laughs> it proves to me that I can trust you. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it. Yeah. Suck my cock. <laughs> Going back to radio <laughs> signals... In 2015, Russian astronomers used the radio telescope at the Caucasus Mountains, I've definitely killed that pronunciation, but north of Georgia in Zelenchukskaya and found a beam-shaped signal coming from a star known to have planets orbiting. It eventually transpired that this signal probably came from a Russian military satellite. As recently as June 2022, China briefly announced that it had discovered a potentially alien signal, but researchers quickly realised that this signal probably came from a human source of interference. G'day, Barry. <laughs> it's that same Australian <laughs> chap. <laughs> I'd like a 12-inch margarita. In 1959, Cornell University physicists Philip Morrison and Giuseppe Cocconi suggested that aliens attempting to communicate via radio waves would be likely to use frequency 1420 MHz, 1420 MHz, as this is emitted naturally by hydrogen, which is the most common element in the universe, meaning that it would be likely to be known to all semi-advanced civilizations. What if that is a frequency is beneath them. Like, no advanced civilization would use that. Yeah, like we won't even bother <laughs> with that. They check on it in and one day, and they just hear, "Could I get a twelve-inch margarita pizza?" It's what if it's the equivalent of a cassette tape? Now, not why? Why would I use a cassette tape? And that's what that frequency is to. That's a good point. <laughs> why? Would... Cassettes are dead. Exactly. No, no one uses 1420 megahertz anymore. That's four billion years old. <laughs> the Australians just starting to come out naturally now. <laughs> I need to call up for a margarita pizza, please, Jimmy. On August the 15th, 1977. I ordered a margarita pizza. Ohio State University's radio observatory, nicknamed Big Ear, was <laughs> listening. Ear. It was listening. Listening just as it always had been since being assigned to the search 
for extraterrestrial intelligence in 1973. Suddenly, the telescope picked up a narrowband radio signal, unlike anything picked up before. The data wasn't analysed until two days later, but when it was, this signal had the marks expected from a signal of extraterrestrial origin. The signal had come from an area in the direction of the constellation Sagittarius, which at the time was not known to have any stars, but as of 2016 was understood to have at least six sun-like stars, with a possible 14 further candidates. Due to the way Big Ear worked, it wasn't possible to determine exact coordinates further than this, as its two arms were amalgamated into one dataset. Astronomer Jerry R. Amon discovered the unusual signal when reviewing the recorded data and was so blown away by the reading that in the computer readout, Amon circled the reading and wrote beside it, Wow! Forevermore, for this very reason, this signal would be known as the wow signal. <laughs> this shit is really famous. Wow. Imagine if he'd have written something else, like, fuck! <laughs> the fuck signal. So, what are the marks expected from a signal of extraterrestrial origin? Are they certain wave patterns, certain tones? So, how do they know? I am going to cover some of this momentarily. Wow. Wow. It was just Owen Wilson talking. Do you want to give any ideas on what this signal was before I continue? Someone ordering a margarita. <laughs> of course it was. How did I not see that coming? The wow signal had lasted 72 seconds. It could have been longer, but this was the window in which the Big Ear was able to observe any one area due to the rotation of the Earth. A continuous extraterrestrial signal would therefore be expected to last for exactly 72 seconds, with the intensity of the signal displaying a gradual increase for the first 36 seconds before peaking at the centre of the observation window followed by a gradual decrease as the telescope moved away from the signal the wow signal had all these characteristics. The frequency was 1420.4556 megahertz, just above the hydrogen line value and within a range reserved specifically for astronomical research. Of course, many tried to explain this despite that fact with explanations of interference or natural phenomena but conventional explanations have not been able to adequately explain this signal to this day. For example, the properties required to match this signal reflecting in space from an Earth-based source are extremely unrealistic. Another disproved hypothesis suggested that the hydrogen cloud of two nearby comets was to blame, but these comets were not in the line of fire at the required time. At time of recording, this signal remains the best evidence ever found for extraterrestrial radio transmission and the signal has never been detected since. Did aliens realise that we were onto them and switch it off? How else can you explain that? It's us. Then why can't we replicate it? We are the aliens. You said before that we knew or they would know to use that use frequency. That frequency. Mm -hmm. 
so they tried to use that frequency it was a SOS that didn't get picked up and unfortunately we cannot hear it again because that ship is now gone so you're suggesting that we sent a ship out around August 1977 no I'm suggesting we do that way into the future oh and maybe the signal travels through that butthole portal black hole thingy you were talking about earlier and popped out in 1977 (laughs) They were trying to get it back to uh, to let their base ops know that they were in trouble. Because they knew that frequency would be being watched but at went... that time. And they thought people would understand. <laughs> but when they heard it, they just thought it was someone ordering a margarita. Do we have this, a recording of this frequency? Um, recording of I, I didn't put up? it in the notes, but I can easily show you it in a little bit. Maybe once we've wrapped up and we're ready to conclude, I'll play it. But it's pretty, like, just bog sort of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, without the tools to analyse it, it doesn't mean much to the naked ear for most. In 2012, on the 35th anniversary of the WOW signal, National Geographic sent 10,000 tweets gathered for this purpose with the hashtag hashtag chasing ufos to the coordinates of the wow signal so if we are invaded by aliens you know why on that note though when humans have tried to send messages to aliens this has usually been in one big burst such as the 1974 arcebo message from puerto rico's arcebo telescope of james bond goldeneye and contact fame which will take 25,000 light years to reach its destination. One big burst. Is it so mad to think that perhaps aliens have tried the same thing? Ooh. <laughs> Alien Twitter. Now, <laughs> They're yeah. getting tweets. Sticking. Oh. Twitter is a pretty negative place these days. Imagine ten, an alien civilization receives 10,000 Twitter messages and it's just full of like people posting pure hatred and aggression and the odd pair of tits. They would either think F that planet or they would think We're gonna come and F that F planet. F that planet, yeah. yeah. Not the amount of toxic shit you see sometimes, like pure, pure hatred. It is a butthole of a planet we live on. Is there a social network that's, that's a lie. really nice? That's a lie. It's not a butthole of a planet we live on. We live on a Um, I think anywhere you go, you're going to have arseholes, aren't you? Yeah, people become warriors behind the keyboard. And like people are bad enough on Facebook where they're protected through the powers of the internet. But when you get onto something like Twitter where people can be completely anonymous, people are not nice. What happened to MySpace? That was a friendly place back in the day. I also love MySpace. Hi, Tom. <laughs> how, how is Tom doing these days? He was my first online friend. Oh, Tom was everyone's friend. I'm nice to Tom. What a guy. Hey, Tom. But with that, we're pretty much there for today. So in summary, we took consideration of whether aliens can farm space energy and turned it into a very real hunt for alien activity. 
we've covered the theory that advanced alien civilizations may utilize stars and eventually black holes as a source of energy through the concept of the Dyson Sphere, encapsulating six potential energy sources with aliens likely giving off infrared waves as they take this energy. We proved this is possible via research from the University of Glasgow. We considered the use of black holes in interstellar travel too. We applied our new understanding of Dyson spheres to Tabby's star, which is probably actually obscured by some unusual form of space dust, but we can't yet be sure. We then went on the hunt for aliens via gamma rays and fast radio bursts, covering galaxy M81 and how this signal is probably a magnetar. We then visited Tabby's star, which has been detected to be dimming up to 22%. Tests showed that this is probably related to space dust, space dust rather than a megastructure, but we can't be sure. I think I mentioned Tabby's star twice there, didn't I? I'm just going to roll with it. We then went to Tabby's star. <laughs> we explored radio signals picked up in April and May 2019 from Proxima Centauri, or Proxima Centauri, but this one looked to just be interference, which it turned out most signals are. Shout out to Craig and Gary and Jimmy in Australia. We learned about the Allen Hills meteorite, a four billion year old meteorite, which US President Bill Clinton announced in 1996 may be proof of alien microbial life. But again, we can't be sure on this one. We then returned to radio signals and learned about how the Caucasus Mountains Zelenchukskaya beam-shaped signal was interference from a Russian military satellite. A June 2022 signal picked up by China was probably human interference too. Damn you, Gary. Then we discovered that in 1959, Cornell University physicists suggested that aliens communicating via radio waves would likely use frequency 1420 megahertz. We finished up with the WOW signal, which was discovered by Jerry R. Ehrman at the Big Ear Telescope at the Ohio State University on August 15th, 1977. This 72-second signal from the direction of the Sagittarius constellation was around that frequency and remains the best evidence we have for radio transmissions from aliens, but the signal has not been discovered again since. Just one little last fact as we end. Whilst we are looking for aliens, signals we have sent out into the universe ourselves have currently made it about 60 light years or so away. The 2012 National Geographic tweets haven't quite got that far. How many light years was it before they would reach their destination? The tweets? No, the, uh, the signals we sent out. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I might have covered it, I might not have, but no idea. I just wondered how Many far off we years. are from it. Yeah. I mean, one thing with scientists, they're very happy to start shit and not finish it. And leave it for others to finish. Hey, we're going to do all this. Now you deal with it. So we've covered quite a bit. But you by golly wows, microbiological life beams bouncing to and fro lots of radio signals but all of it seems to be us say that again please <laughs> all of this seems to be us at the moment except for what if the whale signals the brown noise 
<laughs> it makes everyone crap themselves. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the wow signal. Prepare to have your ears bleed. Cover your ears, folks. basically 72 seconds of real squeaky high-pitched shit and we've had to turn it down because it's deafening I reckon there's a word in there somewhere <laughs> Margarita <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a keypad dial <laughs> g'day is that Domino's oh crikey where's me Margarita so now you've heard it I have heard it. Are you saying that it was aliens? No. Whoa! You don't think the well signal was aliens? No. What do you think? It's us. It's us somewhere and they just can't figure out but where it is. they've never detected anything like it since. Exactly. And all the other signals, we have detected things like them. Maybe it was just a blip. Blown away! Something interfering oh. with something. I thought you'd Ev say the rest was bullshit, but I thought you'd think about this Everything bit. Everything we have found so far has either been bullshit or not bullshit in terms of them trying to pull the wall over our eyes but we're just picking up interference from our own objects or things like that yeah i hear you i hear you i mean i probably didn't help the case that i threw a lot of um disproven ones at you first I thought I'd give you the bullshit first and then shock you at the end, but what I've actually done is set the tone for pessimism. Absolutely. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> but I'm not saying that it was aliens. Or am I? This, this one could have gone on forever. There are so many signals we haven't fully explained, but I think, I think... I think the wow signal is the most unexplained, mysterious signal we have at the time of recording. Lots of other unusual signals turn out to be new astronomical discoveries. Uh, only a few months ago, humans discovered a repeating signal from an Earth-like planet that appears to confirm not aliens, but that this planet has a magnetic field, so could be a good candidate for aliens. But, I'm, I'm clearly not saying that I think that every signal here is aliens, but I suppose the counter-argument is always going to be that we can't prove that aliens aren't obtaining energy from celestial events. Yes, we can say that the pulsar is coming from a rapidly spinning neutron star, but we can't really say that aliens didn't make that happen, or aren't there collecting some of that energy. Still... I side on the natural space explanations for most signals until we have something that we can't even get close to explaining. Except for the well signal. <laughs> now I Yeah, I my gut is telling me that it's probably not aliens, but I do think it's really, really interesting and I could be swayed if we found it again with a bit more to it. I think because we only found it the one time, mm -hmm. I'd wanna find it more and more. But yeah, I've said, I said earlier this episode, I think the most advanced alien civilizations are probably going to be tiny or even interdimensional and using less energy. So I'm not sure I buy into the Dyson Sphere concept either. Any final thoughts from yourself? Could you imagine if this wow signal is simply because someone didn't have their headphone jack fully plugged in? 
something wasn't fully connected and that's why I picked it up. And these sorts of mistakes do happen in experiments as well. Um, but yeah, I find... So, sorry, go on. Sorry. Um, what I was going to say is where you can be swayed by... Um, if we find something else that cannot be explained, I will be swayed by a margarita. So... Unless you can produce a margarita right here for me right now, for me, this is not aliens. So for future episode reference, if oh, I look, give you a margarita, <laughs> <laughs> if I give you a pizza, a margarita specifically, you're in. Quite possibly, because I'm going to abuse that on like the most mundane, stupid case. I'm going to present an episode like, is Kev a god? Going <laughs> to give you a margarita at the end. As long as it's a piping hot margarita, then you may have the answer that you want. <laughs> I'll get one delivered three quarters of the way through. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap for today, folks. So thank you for listening to us. But it was aliens. If you're interested in hearing more from us as we cover somewhat more outlandish events, well, please head on over to Patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens where for about the cost of a medium coffee or possibly a small coffee with all this inflation you can gain access to a monthly bonus episode where we probe more widely paranormal events that can include cryptids ghosts and the penis of a telepathic healer called Rasputin. you need to know this stuff so let us teach you if you have any suggestions for topics in class, you can find us on the Twitter at, at But It Was Aliens, where we will always happily hear those suggestions. You can also drop us a line via our publicly private, secret, esteemed, ridiculed Facebook group, where all are welcome, called Extraterrestrial Towers, <laughs> where visitors <laughs> could be harmed. The group is connected to the But It Was Aliens Facebook page, and Extraterrestrial Towers is a place of love and probing. By the way, my little puppy Moxley loses his shit when we say on the Twitter. <laughs> I wish I could watch him. <laughs> what? 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 What's he doing? Anywho, that is all from us for this episode. So until next time, when you're in zero G, is there still a G spot? The truth is up there. Hashtag. If I'm in zero G, there's always a G spot. And it's in his ass, folks. Black star, baby. <laughs> the big black hole. <laughs> <laughs>